Hey everybody, this is Nick from ThreadX3 Productions, and I just wanted to give a quick intro. Today we have a very special guest from Fat Shark Games, the makers of Vermintide and Vermintide 2. This is sort of an interview, it's towards the end. We do talk about just nerd stuff like we usually do, like it came from the interweb. This is a really good step for us because... This is our very first video game developer, and it also means so much to us that it happens to come from the video game that got us to 200. If you've been paying attention to our YouTube, I put out a video called Why 200 Subscribers or 200 subscribers and why it means so much and it really does because 2018 just as a summary 2018 for some reason no matter how hard we tried we could not hit that 200 uh, subscribers even when we had like 400 to 600 people listening to us on Hope County Radio or Ubi Chat we still couldn't get over that 200 mark and it was just this bad black mark on our history and it was really good. It was just, it was kind of demoralizing. And so then 2019 came along. Of course, we were like, you know, this year's going to be different. This year is going to mark the first step of the rest of our lives. But it was one thing to think that and to say it and to try to motivate ourselves. And it was a completely different thing for it to actually come true right at the beginning of the year, not in June or July, but right at the beginning, we got past that 200. And it was because of Vermintide 2 review, the review I put up for Vermintide 2. So the fact that our very first actual game developer, not just a big YouTuber like Drifter, thank you for coming on, but our actual first game developer came from Fat Shark. It means so much to us because it's just, it's ironic or I guess coincidence. I, I, I might be using irony a little bit, you know, too differently. Anyways, but thank you so much for the people down at Fat Shark. Also, since this is a little bit more of a raw episode, we didn't edit out the normal um, expletives. So if you have anybody young around, just letting you know. Um, and please enjoy. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture. Today is a very special episode. We have with us... Oh, crap, oh, crap. I your name. <laughs> Victor Magnuson. Ah, uh, I called you Vincent when I, in the email, so that had okay. a brain fart. I was like, <laughs> Vincent, right? He's like, actually, it's Victor. Oh, crap. So we have Victor with us. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. So hi, my name is Victor Magnuson. I'm a game designer working for Fat Shark Games in Stockholm. Uh, I'm from Sweden. Um, yeah. And uh, you worked on the most recent Vermintide 2, correct? Yeah, I worked on all the Vermintides, actually. Yeah. And I've been working for Fat Shark for 10 years, so pretty wow. much from when we started. Nice, nice, nice. So um, this is very, very exciting because you are actually one of our very first devs on the show, so oh, I'm very cool. excited to have you on. Yeah. Plus, it helps that you made one of the best games out there. <laughs> I love Fermentide. I love Thank the you. second one. There's so many iterations that you guys just made better. You guys clearly listened to the fans and just yep. made stuff better. So I mean that that really helps. 
the the fact that you know you're somebody you're from a game that i actually really like <laughs> and so hopefully this is the first of many you know we've had some other big names on here like we've had drifter or whatever but that's you know that's youtube it's a different type of you know big quote unquote so it's 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 really exciting and i'm really excited to get this going so let's get right into it with some grinding you can make sure to go to our uh twitter at tx3 productions or threat x3 productions on youtube and facebook and if you add just at gmail.com at the end of that that is our email threat x3 productions at gmail.com so our first segment of the day is going to be x3 reacts So a little bit of behind the scenes is we are recording this on a Thursday rather than our normal recording on a Sunday. So, I mean, it's going to seem maybe a little bit out of date, but at the same time, nobody can seem to shut up about Apex Legends. Am I right? No, I think we'll be talking about that on Sunday as well. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so obvi- the, the, the obvious thing is just the game itself. Real quick, like, what do you think about it? And like, have, have you played it? How much have you played? I've only had time to play like four games of it. Uh, okay. I played two during lunch today and I played two yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really fantastic. I think it's really, really good. It, it's so good to see a... Uh, VR game that is done right, sort of, or done, yeah. done correctly, and and feels like a AAA game. And uh, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Titanfall, both one and two, especially oh, God, two. Right. I think, uh, I think the uh, the the single player campaign, especially for two, was is one of the best uh, first person uh, shooter campaigns in a really yeah. really long yeah. time. I think. Um, so I think it's it's awesome that they are doing something more with the the franchise and uh, and somebody's doing a, it's a really good twist on 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 battle royale it's i mean it's the same same setup but it's still it's it's so much fun it's just it's a it's a it's a real joy to play i think yeah i mean i i absolutely love it i mean pretty much i loved it from the start so much mm-hmm. so that <laughs> I went out and I made a podcast. So <laughs> you guys <laughs> okay. can check out the podcast. It's called uh, Apex Legends Hubcast, your central hub for everything Apex. And you can check it out right now. It is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Anchor. And so hopefully when iTunes, you know, gets off the pot and <laughs> we'll finally have it on iTunes. But I'm imagining by the end of the week or maybe hopefully even by Saturday, we'll have it on iTunes. Yeah. So my full impressions of the game are there and we do a little quick breakdown and everything. Um, but I'll kind of maybe just repeat myself here in the fact that like one of the things we kind of touch on in the show So make sure to go check that out. Um, But one of the things that we talk about on the show is the fact that this isn't just an iteration. It's not just Titanfall Battle Royale. They do enough to differentiate it from just, you know, oh, this is PUBG in Titanfall's world. Or this is Blackout in Titanfall's world. They really make it their own. And I feel like the number one reason, other than all the other myriad of other things, but the number one reason is the team focus. Focus. Yeah. You know, it's not a lone wolf game, you know, and I even see some people complaining like, oh, we need a solo queue. 
I don't yeah. think so because it's it's really like Overwatch. Like you can't really have like a free for all in Overwatch because then like everybody would be choosing like the same one yep. or two characters. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, so it's, it's it's definitely built around being a. A sort of we call it a co-op game but it's a co-op multiplayer game you're yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be three people at all times you're supposed to be three different classes that can work together and do things together it's like everything in the game is uh evolves around that and like the whole and i love what they've done with the ping system it's fantastic oh, uh so you absolutely. can really play with with the pickup group and it, you can still communicate without using voice comps which is fantastic in a game like right. this mm -hmm. uh it's like it's, it's, that is almost impossible in in other vr games like if you're playing with somebody you don't have a mic or they don't have a mic or you don't understand what they're saying and stuff like that and like but here you can you can communicate so well just by using the mechanics in the game you don't actually have to talk at all and that's, i think that's fantastic Right, right. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick at you just a little bit because obviously you guys made Vermintide. So, mm -hmm. are there some things in this particular game that maybe th you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, that's interesting," and maybe you're like, "Well, maybe should we implement that to Vermintide?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should say that, but yeah, there are, there are there's there's, there's <laughs> some 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 things that I definitely like instantly thought this is a really good sort of take on this mechanic and we should mm -hmm. probably steal something like that you heard it here first people but it's that type of game that has so many i mean they, they have i also really like that they have all the all the characters have these uh, abilities and these supers mm -hmm. and the, but they're not sort of they're not these um sort of uh, kill everything in sight supers they're exactly. more about uh like um they're more about strategy, more about mm -hmm. uh, going around on the on the map, or uh, like uh, utilities type of stuff. So I, I think that's fantastic, and and that's really something that I think we should look into and, and maybe copy one of them or do a variation of something or something. Like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, and I mean I do think that that is the main thing about the classes is the fact that you know they are they are clearly made in an Overwatch, uh, you know, what is it class or not class uh soldier crap what do they call it dang it i hate it when i have these brain farts but anyways but it's very clearly like set up so that you, it's team archetype. composition archetype yeah it's very much team composition you know you could yeah. you could run as the wraith every time but then if somebody chooses a different character you're like ah well it would make more sense for me. like if somebody chooses pathfinder i don't feel like it's it's not beneficial for you to choose Wraith because you already kind of have a traversal mechanic yeah. with the zip line yeah. so that, you know, why to choose Wraith other than, oh, but that's my main, you know, <laughs> like, you know, uh, get unless, comfortable with multiple characters because yeah, I really feel like unless you really want to, like, you want to go super heavy into traversal, you could go both of them and have, like, mm -hmm. you can go, get to anywhere on the battlefield at any time. And that's, that's a true cool combination. True. So, yeah, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, meta talk around like what compositions yes. are the best and what should we do and different strategies and stuff like that so i think that's that's going to add a lot of uh, a new layer to the battle royale uh mm -hmm. formula which i think is it's is awesome and, and that, that really makes it stand out it makes it not just a copy of uh pubg or something yeah. like that it's, it's uh, or it's like it, this is as different as like if you take if if let's just say that PUBG was the first battle royale, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't, but it was the, the one that <laughs> set off the trend. But it was like it's it's the big one that set off the trend. And right, then right. Fortnite came and it had the building aspect, and that was really unique and different. Mm -hmm. And and I think this aspect of having these um, archetypes or heroes that you can play or legends 
it's it's a new it's a new aspect and it's a new take on it and it, it sort of it makes it its own game definitely and i feel like yeah if they didn't do something like that if they didn't really focus on the team play with the ping system and the classes and how they mesh together if they didn't do that you'd have so many people on the internet just being, oh this is just a clone it's just a clone but that little distinction is really just what makes it good um another thing i wanted to talk about specifically um and it's interesting that i get to have a dev on here for this particular question Mm -hmm. but the whole fact that this was just dropped on snap okay hey here's this new thing that we've been working on for two years apparently here's something we've been working on we're really passionate about it and boom you can try it out now i mean this is really interesting because obviously we're talking about ea and according to a couple of interviews that have come out since its release it's basically like we know that ea doesn't have the greatest reputation so instead of having this big marketing push we're just like hey here's the game let it speak for itself don't let the fact that ea is our partner change your mind about it just play the game and so now there's a bunch of memes on the internet about like when you find out you're having fun with an ea game <laughs> yeah it's it's funny that they actually went out and said that because when they released it i was uh i was watching like uh, twitch streams and stuff of it and i was thinking like i wonder why they did this but why did they do this like from out of nowhere but then i thought like maybe it's because it's like if they would have shown this at e3 let's say yeah right they would have they would have had so many questions about are there going to be loot boxes are there going to be a lot of questions mm-hmm, that you really mm-hmm. don't want to talk about because it's not interesting it's not the game it's just, it's just everything around it and that that's the, everything they would have to talk about because everybody right. would always already know like okay so it's it's basically titanfall and then they will have to answer why isn't this why didn't you make titanfall like instead exactly, exactly. all the negative stuff instead and they, they would have to say like just play the game and you will you'll understand it's going to be good but it mm-hmm. would have been like half a year where they have would have to sort of true uh just try to prove to people that yeah it's going to be good it's going to be good and they would have a lot of negative vibes maybe that they had to work against but now it's just like boom here it is and people just played it instantly and just oh shit it's really good and right they never yeah. had that sort of so yeah, I think it was a really, really smart move. But I mean, it takes it takes somebody of maybe response pedigree to be able to do that and True. still get people interested. And I think it was also really smart. Um, something that I think that they, I'm not really sure about this, but it seems like a lot of the streamers had been playing it before. I know they had a, like a weekend event thing, for right, streaming, right? But it also seems like at least Shroud and some other people have been playing it for quite a while, so they <laughs> knew a lot about it. So they were telling all of their like friends when they were playing the game, oh, this is so cool. You should, oh, we should come over here and should look at this. Oh, and this ability is so awesome and la la. So they were sort of selling the game. I think this was it's geniusly done because it it was true. Gamers playing the game, having a good time, and then telling people about how good the game is. And you right. can't have a better marketing than that. I mean, it's 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 real it's it's legit it's not a, like a some pr ploy it's real people playing the game they're yeah. allowed to say yeah. whatever they yeah. want and they are saying good things that is the best marketing you can ever get and of course you have to have a good game to be able to do that and they i, I think they were super confident that they did so yeah and i mean like going off of what you were saying about you know having streamers play it i feel like that also kind of shows off the whole competitive side of it um esports in in particular Mm -hmm. i like the way that they even have like banners strewed about the land and so the champions are on the thing not only that but you know 
kind of going into the loot box and um you know paid mechanic of it but you can like customize the way your banner looks you can be doing a certain pose you can have a certain um border on it and it could just look really badass and i'm thinking like esports like this makes so much sense for an esports because it's so team oriented whereas like i watch you know friday night uh fortnite it's Mm -hmm. it's not horrible but it, it is it is different and you know it, it they they make it work for sure but i feel like this is just so much better because what you see in fortnite is solos that's all yeah. you see so it's last yeah. man standing which that's what it's for good for them but mm-hmm. they really differentiated themselves now we can have those big arenas three people on one side three people on another side and they have their banners up behind them and like i'm envisioning all this stuff and you got your shoutcasters, and you know they're talking about combos and like that seems so much more watchable than just switching from one random person who's soloing to another person who's randomly soloing it just seems so much more interesting and like i would be more likely to watch like call of duty um multiplayer than call of duty blackout solo tournament because it's so much more interesting when you're you're using tactics you're working together and so as far as just from a professional like esports perspective like this game could be freaking awesome yeah and and i think also the it's the map is smaller and it's uh there's mm-hmm. it's, uh, the, um, it's made the, for engagements the, yeah and the distance the engagement distance is much shorter so you often see what's going on better and yeah. also the the arenas or like or the the combat spaces are really tight and really sort of focused you really Definitely. see when you enter like an, an arena and it's really built like small arenas that you can fight in. And I think that it's going to be pretty, it's not, it's like if you would have watched a, a, a esports tournament in PUBG, it's going to be really hard to see who he's fighting, where is, where are they shooting from and stuff like that. It's going to be really sort of hard to grasp what's going on. But I think in this game, it's, it's going to be a lot easier, I think. Yeah, I mean, the ping system alone. And uh, I, I love just the little things, the little things like if you look at the characters on the left side of your screen and one of your squad mates are firing, there's a little muzzle flash uh, next yeah, to yeah. their character and their character will actually say, I'm being shot at. And they don't even have to touch the ping button. They'll just naturally uh-huh. say, hey, I'm being fired at. And I'm like, that's freaking genius. And just solidifying the absolute f out of the fact that this is team like you have everything that you need to know about right there on the side or on on your bars you look at a gun for god's sake and it's just like here's the ammo type you need here are all the attachments that you can transfer over if you already have some on your gun it's just every there's so many little itty bitty minute details that you you wouldn't think Go ahead, you can sorry. see like in the in the HUD, you can see like what ammo your weapon is using right now, and like every, yeah. and it's it's everything is right there. You don't even have to look in the inventory to see stuff. It's like you mm-hmm. see that you have what what type of like uh, camo or no uh, what um, armor do I have? What helmet mm-hmm. do I have? Mm-hmm. Everything like that is it's always present. It's always there, and it's but mm-hmm. it's it's not like obfuscating your view. It's just really sort of smartly done. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I cannot gush about this game enough just because, I mean, it's just so freaking awesome. So, I mean, if you want to hear more about it, you can go to Apex Legends Hubcast. And that's right now it's on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket Cast. Not on iTunes yet, but if you have one of those, if you have a preferred 
service, then, you know, you might be able to find it there. And hopefully by the end of the week, it'll be on iTunes. Uh, we're planning on making that about a weekly um, podcast. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to go into deep dives about each character and deep dives like, here's the top 10 things, you know, we love. Here's the top 10 things we'd like to change and things like that. So look out for that, guys. Uh, also, you can go to Apex Legends Cast. That's Apex Legends Cast on Twitter. And that's our Twitter. Um, all right. So let's get into our next segment Open Discussions. All right, so Vincent, we always have our guests go first. So, what is your topic for your open discussion? I didn't think sure about it. It's okay. <laughs> did I say it again? I'm yeah, so sorry. It, it says Vincent. God did dang it! it. I, I, used... I think, and actually, Gunnar thought your name is Vincent. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Victor. Okay, Victor. I am so yeah, sorry. No worries. No worries. All you V's are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Victor. What is your topic of the day? Yeah, it's something else that happened, uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, but the the casting news for uh, a movie that I'm really excited about and a franchise that I've loved since I was, I don't know, when did the, like 86 or something, since I was uh, like mm -hmm. 10 years old or something. Uh, is yeah, 84. The, 84, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I saw it when I was 84 because I was four years old, but but I saw it <laughs> when I was like 10. <laughs> is I was the negative dude, uh, four, so I'm happy to be... <laughs> And also, I, I mean, I, it's one of those first games that I remember playing, uh, the Dune game for... Uh, oh, yeah, the RTS. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the predecessor to uh, Command & Conquer. Right. Which, and I remember playing that, and I, I really fell, I fell in love with the um, with the universe, and then I found out that there was this movie, which is insane, the old <laughs> David Lynch movie. It's really weird, but I, I have a really good fondness for it. And then I've read the books and everything. And now and now uh, Denis Villeneuve, who's, who did... Uh, the latest Blade Runner, and also did Arrival and uh, Sicario, which is a great uh, director. He's doing the new Dune movie, and I think it sounds fantastic. And all the the latest casting news is also really exciting because we got mm -hmm. like uh, Timothy Chalamet, and the latest was uh, uh, Javier Bardem, which is a great actor. I think everything he's done has been really good. And I which really do Javier. Uh, Javier is from uh, what's he called? Uh, no Country for Old Men. Is probably his most famous. He's oh. the crazy killer guy. Oh yeah, that, okay, okay. The Spanish actor, and then yes, it's yes. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, which is Swedish, and she's awesome. Right. Uh, and uh, go Sweden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also Stellan Skarsgård, which is also Swedish. So we got two Swedes in there, so that's gonna be good. Uh, uh, Taking so over I, the industry. <laughs> yeah, and like everything about this movie, which sounds like the hardest movie to ever make because mm -hmm. i mean the, the 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 whole concept is really really big and it's i don't know how they're going to pull it off but so far everything sounds sort of perfect and i'm really mm -hmm. getting really really nerdy excited about it because it's going to be <laughs> so good uh, and i think we're due for a really really good uh, sci-fi movie because or especially like not just like future sci-fi but sci-fi mm -hmm. proper sci-fi like outer space uh, stuff yeah. so mm -hmm. it's going to be really cool i think hopefully yeah, I mean, like, Timothy Chalamet, for instance, like, he has been doing really good on the dramatic side of yeah. things, and so I feel like he's a big name to look out for. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Ferguson, I mean, I've I've really liked her in most of everything. Dave Bautista is another one, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I Dave, I've Dave liked Batista, him. I'm really impressed by Dave Batista. I mean, yeah. I remember when you heard that this wrestler were going to start acting, you're like, yeah, okay, that's not gonna. But lately, he's he's been really good in everything that he's doing. I think he's yeah. fantastic. And I think it's way different than like a John Cena or a you know Dwayne Johnson, where they kind of go for the more charming muscle guy. Yeah. And like him, he's gone for a couple of more serious roles. And yeah, like yeah. even just like Blade Runner, like seeing him like run down and stuff, it's like wow, he actually exactly. has acting abilities. Yeah. And and I mean in like in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's he's the, the funniest thing in there. I mean right, he's, right. He, like most of the laughs is Dave Batista and he's just fantastic. I mean, in what's it uh, in uh the latest Avengers. I mean, the, mm-hmm. that there was one thing when he's he's just standing there and like, <laughs> and they, what, you can see I me. Love that yeah. <laughs> that, that's so funny. It was like, it, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's it's so well done, and it's just like it's it's being funny without really doing anything. It's just really hard to do. So yeah, I, right. Yeah. So, that, so I, I mean, think that's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll get us a a trailer soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, do you know how far into the development they are? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think it's we're we're way off. Probably like yeah. So it's probably just announcing the cast and yeah, getting the nerd juices flowing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but everything so far, everything they've announced about the movie is has been like yes, one hundred percent. This is the this is looking really good. Definitely, definitely. So um, I guess my topic of the day, I'll keep it in the movie segment since, you know, we're, we'll talk some more video games in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, the new trailer for Pet Cemetery came out. Yeah. The first one I wasn't like overly satisfied with. I'm just like, oh, you know, this is a very typical first trailer, which is, you know, it shows stuff. And yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind and of then, scary, sort of. Yeah, and so the second one, oh my god! Like just, just a little bit that, or just the, what is it? It's two minutes and forty six seconds, and they set a uh, a much better tone than the first one because the first trailer is always supposed to be like the tone setter. It's like this is going to mm-hmm. be the tone of the movie. This these are the type of imagery that you can expect from the movie. And then usually second and third always flesh out exactly what's going to happen. And this does it perfectly. Not only does it give me the atmosphere and the type of like dread that I'm supposed to be feeling, but yeah. also the imagery. Um, did you like the remake of it? Uh, I haven't seen it actually. I've seen like only <gasps> ten minutes of it. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not a huge. I'm, I I mean I I like scary movies, but I'm a little bit too much of a pansy to to watch. Them, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't seen. But I, what I've seen of it, it seems fantastic. It, and I've heard so much good things about it. Well, my wife enjoyed it. She is also not into scary movies. That's actually why I can't usually watch scary movies, yeah. is because that, and then I have a three-year-old daughter. It's, it's, it's so you know, it's not a lot of time, <laughs> right? But I, I do feel like um, what makes it, what makes it good, <laughs> what makes it good, is that it is a good movie, period, and yeah. it happens to also be scary. You know, that's it, very well done as far as the actors or whatever. And working with child actors, you're always you're always going to go in a certain direction. You can only go in two directions, campy or, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> and so thankfully, <laughs> they they actually did pretty good. And it obviously sets up for a very good chapter two, I think. So, I mean, like, that's my recommendation for you today. Do that. Um, and then on uh, 
on the other hand, so now back to Pet Cemetery, <laughs> um, I feel like we're getting the same type of treatment, which is yeah, definitely not. not yeah, it's not a bad thing because I really feel like um, when Stephen King's movies were first made, a lot of them he was involved in some type of way, whether it was like producer. I think he even directed one. I want to say The Stand is the only one that he personally directed. Um, but a lot of them were va- basically like straight to TV or straight to DVD type of movies. Like they were not too grandiose. I mean, there's not too much production behind them other than like, oh, hey, here's a couple of names and we're going to put them on screen. <laughs> um, then you have you have like Dreamcatcher, I feel like was a pretty well done one, even though like some yeah. of the CG today is like, Ooh, I did it. Um, and then it was, I feel like a really turning point because there's so many Stephen King movies out there that when given that straight to DVD or TV movie type vibe, it's like, did they really get it right? You know, and like I watched the original one back in the 90s and like Tim Curry will still be like one of the most, you know, creepiest characters and the best thing about that movie. But then like a lot of everything else about the movie was not that great. So then we have here and we have a, you know, a Skarsgård and he's just as good maybe as Curry. I don't think he surpasses him in any, any sort of way, but the difference is, is that everything else is good. It's, yeah. you know, it's not just Tim Curry and he's carrying the entire movie. It's everybody and the entire production. It's just really good. And I feel like we're getting the same treatment for this. And this obviously had about the same thing. It was either a TV movie or it was just a very low budget one. And so now it that we're the, getting. It was one of those classic like uh, 80s scary movies or mm-hmm. like horror movies mm-hmm. that they were that they made like so many of them. I remember, yeah. I remember like watching the trailer for the original when I was small, and I, I never dared to see it because I, <laughs> and I also heard like it was one of those movies where you talked like on the, on the playground or like in school, like oh, have you seen Pet Cemetery? It's the scariest oh. movie ever made, sort of like, <laughs> and that's up to I never right. dared to see. I, I I checked out uh, Stephen King on IMDb. Do you know my how many writing credits he has? It's how insane. Two hundred and eighty-three. <laughs> that is fucking insane. <laughs> The list right. goes on forever. <laughs> He's done quite a lot of movies. It's insane, man. Yeah, that that is definitely insane. So, I mean, I I'm glad that they're giving it the proper treatment because yeah, I, yeah I, I don't feel like a lot of them did. And this one in particular, you know, being able to take a a, a John Lithgow and you know, I, I'm so mm-hmm. used to like laughing at him, but having him in this one and you know, like, I believe it. I believe he is in distress. I believe that he's scared and it's very cool. And just the premise alone also is like really interesting. And so I'm glad they're kind of go there. I would like to point out that they're kind of using the um, stranger things font style. And I'm like, I I see what you're going for, but at the same time, it's like, come on guys. Like you can't go too far one direction because then it's like, (laughs) it's a little, it's a little bad. I don't know. <clears throat> but I think we've had quite a lot of like really good um, scary movies lately, horror films lately. It's like it's like a renaissance going on. It's yeah, like, yeah, I have they're, to agree they're, with they're you. Taking, they're taking serious again. Like, right. Like, uh, I mean, you still have your stupid like truth or dare movies. But yeah, as yeah. far as like horror movies, 
um, there's definitely some good ones. I mean, you're always going to have a nun. You're always going to have an Annabelle or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that we are getting some really interesting and some intriguing premises, too. Like, I feel like one of my favorite ones of the last couple of years was It Follows. And it's just because it was such an interesting premise, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to pull it off without it going into like camp territory is really cool because it's basically an SDD that kills you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you if you try to describe that to somebody, they're they just laugh in your face. Whereas, like, you actually watch the movie and they really do it justice. I feel like. So yeah, I really liked uh, what's it what's it called uh, the 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 one where the where they were um, with the uh, where they weren't speaking that came out last year. Oh oh oh! What's you it called? Forget the, it. Quiet place. Uh, quiet place. That was fantastic. Oh uh, really yeah, yeah. Not, not and super see, scary, but really. Yeah, good. I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror. Probably what Hollywood would call. I call it more of a um, thriller. But even yeah. still, horror aspects of it were really well done and yeah. just a well done movie. So yeah, I, you're absolutely right as far as like there's some sort of renaissance or whatever. Yeah, so, I th- think they, they, I really they're like taken that. seriously. And and there was a long time where like I think maybe after like um uh um, the one with the ghost face, what's it called? Uh, which was good, but it sort of started a trend. Uh, oh, sorry. No, 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 not that. That was before this, long before. It's like 90s. Oh, Scream, uh, um, Scream. Scream, exactly, Scream. Scream was yeah. great, but then after Scream, it just became like versions of Scream, where it was basically mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. film, but like, yeah, it didn't have the charm of Scream, and then they sort of, yeah. And then and then I think we had this, the, the Saw revolution came with Saw and all those really sort of super gory, yeah. freaky movies, and now... Yeah, just gore more pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. So you guys let us know what you think about Pet Cemetery's second trailer. Are you excited for Dune? Let us know down in the comments below or at TX3 Productions on Twitter. Up next, we're going to have our very first ever Talk with a Dev. All right. So our last segment of the day, obviously we have a developer on here. We have to talk to him. We have to get to know him. And one thing I want to make clear from this very first one, obviously, this is how we're going to treat each dev when they come to us is, you know, this isn't a, I got you moment. This isn't me digging for information. What's your next game? What's your next update? You know, that's nothing like that. I want to just kind of get to know you as a person, which is why we saved this for the last part rather than, you know, at the, beginning of it because it's really just like i love video games video games are a lifestyle for me it's not just you know something i do as a hobby and here you are it's quite literally your life (laughs) you know (laughs) and so it's like i want to know what it's like i want to i want to get to know the people so victor (laughs) victor uh let's get to know you uh where are you from originally i'm from stockholm sweden uh I've lived here most of my life. I've spent some time. Um, I, I've been around to some other cities in, in Sweden where I studied. Uh, I spent like half a year in the States, lived in uh, San Francisco and Boston doing some mm. internships uh, in the time when I was going to go into finance. That was before I, I changed my <laughs> mind. Uh, uh, but that was maybe 
been almost 20 years now ago. Oh wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, are, are you married? Do you have any kids? Yes, I'm I'm married. Uh I have two kids, a 3-year-old oh, nice. and a 6-year-old. Mhm. Mm so, yeah. It's Girl that's boy. Uh, uh two boys, two boys, yeah. Two boys. Uh, Edmund and Sigvard. Oh, wow. Big yeah, I have man. I have a I have a little girl. Her name yeah. is Zoe Ann. She's awesome. She's three years old. She's going to be turning four in May. So really close up here, you know. Yeah. We're definitely starting to feel it probably like you. It's like, oh my God, where's the time going? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's such a I cliche too, because it's like you hear that, but then once you start experiencing it, you're like, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, it goes get so it. fast. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it feels like it was not long ago that I, but and also in the same time i can't really remember not having kids like because it's such a big <laughs> me thing. too me too but, but at the same time it feels like yesterday i didn't have kids and now they're six years old and he's going to school and like mm -hmm. i'm doing i'm doing homework with my kid and that stuff is like yeah it's crazy and and you're mm -hmm. having like real discussions with your son and stuff like that that's really cool yeah i haven't quite got there but i still no, yeah, but these, it's gonna I, come before yeah i get like these moments five. I get these moments where like I'm talking to her and she's like, she just recently, I don't know who taught her cause it wasn't me or my wife. I don't yeah. know who taught her, but she just started asking, how is your day at work? And it's just like, of course it's, <laughs> it's the three-year-old version. So how's your yeah. day at work? <laughs> so, but it's so cute. And it's like, you yeah. can tell like she even like, she's even like put her uh, hand on her chin. Like I'm really listening, daddy. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah my my such... son does that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like it, they like they've learned that this is how you should look when you're listening. <laughs> right. And so, and so, yeah, it's just so, it's so nice to actually have a conversation. Cause then obviously I'm like, well, how was your day? And she's like, this boy pushed me and yeah. he said that I wasn't his friend anymore. I'm like, Oh baby, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, having kids is, is the best thing you can do. And it's, it, it's also the worst, but it's also, but it's definitely the best, but yeah, I mean, yeah it's fantastic. Definitely. Um, so you said you were going to be going into finances. So uh, yeah. what did you think you would end up before that? Was it financing or? No, I, I didn't. I didn't like when I. Um... So I guess when you were a young, cheaper old boy, yeah. I guess that's not what you people say, but <laughs> you were young. <laughs> when you were young, like what were you like? I'm going to grow up to be. I always wanted to like when I was younger. I wanted to go into. I've always wanted to do something creative, but I, okay. I, I, I wanted to work either with music or with movies. Uh, like games wasn't even on the. It wasn't on the chart because like when I grew up, I didn't think you could do games. Like it was, <laughs> right, uh, right. It, it was this voodoo magic that I didn't understand. <laughs> right. So I really didn't think it was even possible. So, uh, but after school, I sort of okay, I can't. Uh, do music because I I couldn't play any instrument or anything and I Screw I, I you, can't. Mom, I'm gonna do uh, my music till I die. Yeah, <laughs> I gave up on my acting dreams and so I decided screw it i'm gonna do I'm gonna study finance and I'm gonna like do mm -hmm. the economic way into the business some sort of mm -hmm. I'm gonna maybe gonna start a company or work at somewhere and, and then so I did that for three years went to a university city here in Sweden called Lund studied f finance uh, for three years, but then I uh, ended up uh, like I had a, a summer internship at a, 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 a like a stockbroker here in Stockholm, and just it mm. was the worst job ever. Like it was really, or I just like this is so uninteresting. I really don't want. If I would get my my boss's job, I would like kill myself. So oh, gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like I really don't want to do this. This really doesn't engage me at all. So I decided, mm -hmm. and then. My oldest friend, uh, who I've been friends with since I was like three years old, he had 
he had started studying game design in another city in called Visby outside of Stockholm uh, or on a small island in uh, outside of Sweden um, and I just didn't think you could do that so but I was sort of fuck it I'll, I'll join you and I applied for the school I got in moved to Visby and stayed there for three years and studied game design and graphics nice. and uh, that's the way I got into games sort of I've always loved games I spent my whole like like every day after school I never did yeah, homework right, I just right. played games time and my, my parents were sort of oh that's, you were wasting that's your why time you filed, gonna... failed at finance I guess <laughs> uh, <pretty much laughs> at least a reason um, uh, so and sort of it ended up me being uh, what I've done all my life was really studying to become a game designer so it worked out pretty good <laughs> so in the right. end um, so yeah that's the way I went I so I I, I have a three-year sort of semi-finished uh, finance mm -hmm. um, education as well uh, but uh, I can't remember or anything from it now but yeah yeah well I mean you took care of three of my questions here so that's great <laughs> <laughs> I actually have another uh, worse job I, I it was the same oh, time did? yeah uh, I it was also uh, at a stockbroking firm but we had they they were sort of it was one of these early on, one of the first sort of online um, like uh, banking. It was when that was completely new, and so oh, they had okay. set up a they had set up a office on like one of the like a a, a pretty big square in Stockholm called Stureplan, which is like really central. So it was it was more of like a a uh, marketing thing. You could go mm -hmm. into this office. It was sort of like a shop, and you could like start an account and stuff like that. And me and a friend worked there, and we had nothing to do all day because nobody wanted to go into this shop and start <laughs> a, a online banking account because it was not that fun. But uh -huh. like, so most of the days we didn't have anything to do, and then all nice. of a sudden, like once or twice a day, somebody came in. But at that time, you were so bored, so you were never sort of on on edge. You had mm -hmm. sort of so, so, oh shit, somebody's coming. Yeah, no, okay, what do you want to do? And it was yeah, that was it was horrible. You felt so bad at your job, but still, you had nothing really to do, so you couldn't right, really do right. anything. And it was yeah, it was a uh, it was set up to fail, and it was yeah. But that that was the worst thing I've ever yeah. done. So, what was the first company you started for then? Um, apart from I did. Like, I mean, gaming after wise, I, sorry. <laughs> yeah, gaming-wise, I did a, a little. It was sort of gaming, but not really. Uh, right after I finished my my studies, I went back to Stockholm and I got a job for a, uh, a sort of a, a friend of mine that has started a. Um, it was a. It was more like an event company, but they did this sort of gamification of um, like corporate meetings. So I helped them to write sort of like ARGs for for. Uh, um, so like it was a one of them that I wrote was like a, for a big uh, securities company in Stockholm. They were going to have a meeting, and instead of just having a boring sort of uh, uh, seminar, they I wrote like a, a game for them where they it, it they set up in teams, and then they got sort of information from by phone or by like faxes and stuff or emails, and they had to react what was going on. So it was <laughs> like a, this this sort of live, you know, like a, a mm, live mm. Uh, role playing game. So that was like my first first gaming job but after that quickly after that i started working at fat shark actually and my first oh, job wow. at fat shark was uh i was the first qa um oh, okay we were we were like 20 at that time uh we were working as a subsidiary company to another gaming company in sweden called grin mm, so we okay. were helping them doing a uh terminator game terminator it was the game for terminator salvation 
Oh. We did. So we, we it was a really bad game, but we, yeah. we did parts of that game. We we did all the rail sequences for that game. Uh-huh. And then after that, we did our first own game, and that was Letting Gold, and I was the QA on that game. Oh, so cool. yeah. So QA is that kind of like a tester, or what's the what would be the differentiator there? It's it's I mean it's a, it's a tester, but it's it's quality assurance. So you are oh, okay, both yeah. you're you're both testing like day-to-day testing and making sure mm-hmm. if, if finding bugs and stuff like that but you're also checking like is or is this turning out to be the game that we set out to make like is it is it mm, playing like okay, we wanted it okay. to play is everything working like we wanted to work and stuff like that so and the, the cool thing was at fat shark I, I as a qa i got to work really closely with the design department i was mm-hmm. like in all of the design meetings so i knew what the intent of everything was when i was testing okay. it so i could i could re- i was really good at like knowing if like this isn't working like we wanted it to work i know you wanted it to work like this and now it's working like this so we need to change this and stuff like that so i i was pretty early on i i had a more of a design aspect of a qa Mm -hmm. qa could be you could be a pure tester like uh, game testing just basically finding bugs jumping into Mm -hmm. every corner and stuff like that but I, I had quite a lot of like design inputs on what we were doing so that's how i sort of transitioned into game design after after we released uh letting gold uh we did mm-hmm. a game for um there was this company called easy back in the day that was a part of dice that did mm, okay. their free-to-play games so they did uh, battlefield heroes and then we did oh, okay. battlefield play for free which was a free version of battlefield 2 and that was oh, my first game design job so i did like weapons on that and, oh cool that. cool so like as a as a QA like were you like were you like the enemy? <laughs> Every, <laughs> like I'm just imagining like yeah, here, yeah, yeah. here I go I put together this level I I give it to the QA <laughs> and you come back and you're like here's what you've messed up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd say it's, 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 yeah, you could think of it that way, but <laughs> rather it's like here I have this thing please help me fix it. Like please find everything that is wrong and and gotcha. help me look good sort of um so yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, Fat Shark—that's how they. But like EA, I'm wondering, like EA or Active, you know, those really big companies is like we have yeah, to put out two thousand games. Testers, they just find all the bad things all the time and complain. Yeah, yeah no. we gotta have this out by November. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, QA is a really important aspect of uh, making games because it's so many things that go wrong (laughs) all the time so yeah that's super 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 important yeah so what would you say is your favorite part about making a game yeah i thought about that that's a really difficult thing but i think it's like (laughs) it's the first time there's there's several of them like in the starting phases when you're sort of everything is open and you can do whatever you want sort of or you like the there's no limitation set that is a really good time like you can just sort of uh, um, like uh, not mind blow <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, brainstorm about like ideas and like you're just sitting there and talking about oh wasn't wouldn't this be cool and that be cool and stuff like that right. and you don't have to be serious yet that is a great yeah, time <laughs> but then also like the first time you can actually play something so let's say you're working on a level and You've been talking about this level. You had these ideas, and you've been working on it for uh, maybe a month or two months. And ev- the first time everything starts to come together, like you mm-hmm. finally get the sound in there, you have the effects in there, uh, and everything. And and just seeing like when stuff starts to click, 
because because like a, the the thing with making games is that they are horrible while you're making them. They are <laughs> right, really really course. bad uh, all the way through. Like for a really really long time, it's it's a really bad game. Like because because there's so many things that comes in in the last minute that really makes it good. And, right, and a lot right. of, it's a lot of down to like sound and effects and stuff like that. Before you have those things in, it's it, everything just feels so bad and like mm-hmm. wow, this is never going to be good. So that first time when everything is sort of in place and you. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. And we had the moment for Vermintide, like when we prototyped the 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 melee combat. We did the two-handed hammer. That's mm-hmm. where we started. So we we knew. So we have to have to be able to do a really good first-person melee game, and we wanted to make it like the best melee uh, first-person game that has been done. We were like, okay, so we had to start with one weapon. We started with a two-handed hammer because, like, we have to have it to have a two-handed hammer in a Warhammer game, sort of. Right. So let's start right. there. Uh, and the first time you could really feel it, like, connect, and they the the scaven just flew, and it just felt like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. We just have to do this like 50 more times, and then we're done. <laughs> but yeah, right. uh, uh, yeah, that, that was fantastic. Yeah. So uh, the first time, like, the all the pieces of an idea comes together and you can test it for the first time for real. And it, when it works, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I, I definitely had a lot of fun with Vermintide. The first one, I thought it was, I want to say it was one of my games of the years that year, just because I, I love, I love the co-op of it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's very left for dead, but yeah. I really like how you guys made it your own and kind of like funnily enough, since we were talking about apex, you guys made it your own by making it more of an RPG. So it's like, now I get to grind stuff, you know, yeah. left for dead. I played over and over again, but it was just to have fun. Whereas this, yeah. it actually gave me like a reason to do it. But one mm-hmm. thing that I loved from the first one to the second one is the iterations is the growth. You know, it's, so, yeah. I mean, you can make fun of Call of Duty all the time, but it really is kind of like here's year after year after year, and they make small iterations, but they don't mm-hmm. make enough of them to really make it feel different. Then yeah. we have Vermintide 2. Vermintide 2 came out, and you guys you guys listened to like a lot of things that the community had to say. So, I mean, like a big question is like, how do you guys deal with criticism? How do you guys like make it? Or how do you guys take that criticism in and hopefully turn it into something good? It can be really, really hard. I have to tell you, like, uh, right, right, because it's there's so much of it, and it it gets it's really easy to get like overwhelmed with the feeling that it's a bad game because you only mm-hmm. read mostly like the problem is like you can you can read 100 positive reviews or positive things and then there's one bad and that's yeah. the only one you remember when you go home that night you're not going to remember that you read 100 people saying yeah, it's awesome this fantastic game you're going to remember the one guy that said it's the worst game ever right. uh, so it's it's sort of but and also but you have to read all of it because you have to understand what is wrong with the game or what is bad like what what, what could we improve so but after a while, like when you've written, when you read enough of it, it becomes this big thing, and it's it becomes sort of easier to handle because it's like, it's not. It becomes less personal. It becomes more yeah. of a, okay. This is this is the and 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 you start to find what is actually wrong and the things that you agree with and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's not like it's less of a sort of. Sometimes it can feel really unfair, like you that you get compared to something which is way out of your league or like something like mm-hmm. that, and you're like, yep, yeah, it's not. Uh, we don't have uh, 200 cutscenes or something like that. I mean, like right, of course, yeah. not. We, we're, we're, we, we, our budget is like a, 
percentile of, of the game that you're comparing us to so yeah but um uh but so that's what we did basically with with vermintide and two vermintide two we just we had spent one and a half year uh like almost a year after releasing vermintide working on vermintide and improving on vermintide right so there was a lot of things that we knew that we wanted to do but a lot of them were sort of so big that we you could you couldn't really fit them into vermintide one so we felt that it was better to just like Vermintide 2 actually started out as to be an expansion to Vermintide 1. Interesting. Like the, our first ideas was like let's do a like an like a, sort of like a, a brood war or um, something like that. Like you know the Blizzard way of doing it. Like you do the game and then you do an expansion. It has like a new faction and they change some stuff. So that was the first intent. But then when we started working on that, we started designing it like all of a sudden it's like this is a new game this is not the, it's not this isn't like an expansion mm -hmm. this is actually is equal so then we, then we sort of switched gears and we sort of went bigger with it everything and but we had been since we've been working on vermintide 2 i mean we kept updating vermintide 2 until the week before we released for no i mean vermintide 1 until the week oh, before okay. we, we released vermintide 2 we released like one of the last patches with or last at least big content patches for Vermintide. Right, okay. we, we had a because we had this we had this idea that we wanted to do one last level that sort of transitioned over into Vermintide 2. So we released oh. this this level where you they attacked the Skaven attacked the the inn that you're in in Vermintide 1. Nice. And you you followed them down into the sewer and then you found uh, found out that the Rasknit, who was the enemy that you thought you'd killed, he was still alive, and then he lured you into this um, uh, teleport teleportation thing, and you ended up in Helmgard. So, uh, so we, so, so, yeah, so we had been following, like, what was going on in the Vermintide community really closely right. all the way through, and all the way through the development of Vermintide 2, so we were constantly sort of coming up with new ideas and things that we needed to improve. So, and that was, I, I, I think Vermintide 2 is one of my favorite games that I've worked on because it was such a nice feeling to be able to come back to a game that you've, you've done and then do it again and then just improve over everything that you felt that you either made a mistake with, parts of it we felt mm -hmm. like, okay, this was maybe not the best way we should do it this, or mm -hmm. just improve on things that you sort of were happy with, but you, you felt like, okay, we could do we could do this better, we could do more of this, or we could do stuff like that. So that's, that's, that was fantastic to be able to go back and do it again sort of get a second shot of doing it like yeah, properly. yeah. definitely um what would you say is like the one feature is like you know you're working on it and it's like this has to be like one of the things we work on or for the second one um mainly for the second one i i guess the the big ones that we we, we wanted to have a new faction so that was big like we needed yeah. to and we needed to come up with a way of doing a like the, the the good thing with the Skaven was that they're they're small, they're squishy. You could they're <laughs> they were they're like a good substitute for a zombie or something like that that we could right. just throw millions of on the the player and the player would feel like they're Superman. They just kill everything and feel really powerful. Right, so we had right. a challenge to be able to sort of translate that over to the chaos faction, which we wanted to do. But we, mm -hmm. we still wanted the players to feel really powerful, and you want to feel like you are uh like in, in the like the first iterations of the chaos they were they they felt either they felt like really tiny and uh, like too easy or too mm -hmm. like not strong enough or they felt so hard that it was like it got frustrating it was it wasn't we, we'd lost that sort of 
the thing that we had when we did the first uh, two-handed right. hammer, which like you felt that impact, you, f you saw that skaven just fly away, and it felt so good. We sort of lost that sort of because they were sort of taking the hits. You, you, the, every every weapon would stop when you hit them, and it just it, you didn't get that nice feedback. So that was a challenge to be able to make them mm -hmm. feel really strong and threatful, but still be fun to fight. So that that was really hard actually. Um, but yeah. I think we got it really nice in the end we added like a late addition was the sort of um what do we call them we call them uh, fanatics the the sort of zombie like uh, right. lesser chaos because we needed that they needed they needed their own sort of squishy uh, uh, enemy that we could sort of that you could feel powerful against so that was a big thing also like adding uh, all of the uh, careers was a really big thing and something that we really really oh, wanted to do but yeah. but when we started out we were really scared of it because it was like we already have these five careers or five different classes that we had in the first game and now we're going to mm -hmm. add three more to it like yeah, 15 right. so like, oof, triple how, the amount <laughs> how, how are we going to do this that was really scary mm -hmm. uh and like adding talents and stuff we didn't really know how it was going to work out but it, i think it, we got it in the end oh yeah definitely i would have to i can vouch for that <laughs> so um if you guys haven't you guys need to check out vermintide uh i think one it's and a, two. i mean <laughs> it's on a it's on a i think still it's on a, like a lunar sale right now on steam as well so it's a good time to yeah i want to say yeah on steam it is i don't know about playstation you know i don't, I, I don't get some so. love over there um but I, I picked it up day one anyway so it doesn't matter um yeah as of this date you're vermintide and vermintide 2 reviews are my highest views uh videos and yeah. i think it's because uh, i put it out later and because you guys went out pc and xbox mm -hmm. one first and so like my first one i feel like the reason i got a lot of hits was because i put console edition you know and yeah. so it had already been out for like a year on pc or something like that and so kind of the same reason I got it on there so i i like that was one of the reasons like i was really glad to get you guys on as my first developer because it's like you you guys are like my biggest views and so it's <laughs> it's kind of humbling to be able to just like hey come on the show let's chat about apex and yeah. and dune apparently <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm... it's been really fun having you on and it's been great i hope um you guys keep doing great keep putting out more content i love everything so far of uh vermintide and i mean it just just keep giving us more keep doing great you know keep listening there is to more the community stuff oh yeah i hope so um anything you can tease i know like i, I know i said i wasn't going to do that but you know anything you want to tease i don't know what i can tease i, I can say that there is <laughs> there will be there will be some new stuff pretty soon sweet uh, there's another uh, there's something that i can see we're doing it there's a there's a i think we i don't know we haven't come up with that but yeah but uh, there will be something in the, the coming coming weeks and then we will also have something bigger in the like in let's say something like a month time and then nice. there's something even bigger than that coming soon Ooh, all right so if you already are a vermintide fan because maybe you're listening to this because you know they sent it out on their on their twitter right yeah yeah, yeah. So. yeah you so. better <laughs> yeah i'll make sure we do <laughs> um so if you are a vermintide fan you have you obviously have something to look forward to so that's great thank you so much for joining us today victor thank you for having me definitely it was a lot of fun and then i it was a really good time getting to know you getting to know you
I'm sorry. I always sing at least one time. (laughs) (laughs) No one about. All right. So that is the show for today. And make sure to tune in again to Nerd to the Third, where you can always talk nerdy to me.